And welcome to the Gun Guy Show on 93 WIBC. We're thrilled to have you with you, to have you with us. This is a fantastic time uh, to be a, a, a gun owner and or a Second Amendment advocate in Indiana because we are right at the beginning of the legislative session here in the Indiana General Assembly. And listen, let me tell you, uh, I see so much negativity out there as to what our lawmakers have done or what they haven't done uh, on Second Amendment rights and on any other issue, frankly. But there's so much whining and there's so much complaining, even right here on this radio station. You know, Republicans are all this, that, or the other thing, um, uh, and 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 nothing ever gets accomplished in the General Assembly, and and they're all you know birds of the same feather uh, when it comes to Democrats or Republicans. And let me tell you, when it comes to Second Amendment rights, people telling you that, people whining at you about that are absolutely completely 100% wrong. They're not only wrong, they're it, they're intentionally misinformed because they're not paying attention to what actually is going on in the Indiana General Assembly. When it, when it comes to Second Amendment rights, when you look at the laws that we've successfully had passed, and listen, uh, I formed the 2A project. Uh, a 501c4 nonprofit organization that uh, is allowed to participate in the in the political process, uh, endorse candidates, to lobby for bills, and we've been actively doing that. We've been doing that strong for a number of years now, and I'm there. I'm in the courthouse. I, I, I in the in the state house. I was down there uh, twice this week for multiple hours, testifying on multiple bills, and we'll talk about those bills. But I've been in the middle of the process, been in the middle of the legislative process right here in Indiana for a damn long time, well before we established the 2A project. And if you're a gun owner in Indiana and you don't appreciate what the Indiana General Assembly has done for your gun rights, then you're living under a rock. Now, it doesn't mean we can't always do more. And we absolutely can do more. We always have an agenda every single year of what we want to accomplish, not only to defeat those bills that would minimize, even destroy your Second Amendment rights, but also to advance those bills that would protect and enhance your Second Amendment rights. We're we're, we're on it, man. I'm down there. I'm in the General Assembly. I'm working. And so many other people are. It's not just me. And so many other people in the General Assembly. And again, these people get so much grief. I hear it all the time. I hear it right here on WIBC. People whining about the Republican supermajority in the General Assembly. And listen, there are things to whine about. You know, taxes, okay. You know, not doing enough during COVID to countermand the the Holcomb mandates, okay. But on Second Amendment issues, let me just tell you, you're listening to the Gun Guy Show, so we're going to talk about Second Amendment issues. On Second Amendment issues, our General Assembly has been stellar. It's been strong. Make no mistake about that. Make no mistake about that whatsoever. And 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 I, when I hear people or see people, read people whining out there on social media or otherwise— but what we haven't gotten done, 
you're not paying enough attention to what we have gotten done. It doesn't mean we can't do more. doesn't mean we don't have an agenda. doesn't mean we don't have a wish list. doesn't mean we're not working our asses off right here in the current General Assembly, which I'll talk a lot more about. But let's just take a minute, shall we, and reflect on some of the things that we've accomplished here in Indiana. For instance, 2011, we passed the Indiana Firearms Preemption Act authored by Senator Jim Toms from down in the Evansville-Poseyville area. And Jim is one of the strongest Second Amendment advocates we have in the General Assembly. And the Indiana Firearms Preemption Act means that local governments may not regulate firearms. So, for instance, Joe Hogsett, even the Republican candidate for mayor here in Marion County, Jefferson Shreve, both wanted to, to pass uh, ordinances here in Marion County. In fact, Joe Hogsett's administration through the, through the city county council here in Marion County did pass an ordinance that says you can't, uh, you can't conceal carry anywhere in Marion County. It's going to repeal constitutional carry where you have to have a license to carry a firearm anywhere in Marion County. They're going to ban so-called assault weapons. It's a ridiculous political term, but okay. Semi-automatic rifles with detachable magazines and make it illegal to buy a purchase or buy or purchase a firearm unless you're 21, even if it's just a, it's just a long gun that federal law says you can buy at 18. But they can't put that ordinance into effect here in Marion County because of the Indiana Firearms Preemption Act. What does that say? It says local governments, outside of certain exceptions, simply can't regulate firearms. The city of Indianapolis, Joe Hogsett, the liberal mayor right here in Marion County, cannot pass gun legislation that can affect your ability to carry a firearm in Marion County. He just simply can't do it. And the reason he can't do it is because of the Indiana Firearms Preemption Act, which the Indiana General Assembly passed in 2011. And Senator Jim Toms was the champion of that legislation. And I was involved on the periphery. I can take no credit whatsoever for the passing of that. But that's huge because you go to so many other states— and you can be legal the way you're carrying your firearm, what kind of car, what, what what kind of firearm you carry, whatever it might be. You can be legal in one town or city or county, and suddenly you pass into another county or city or town, and suddenly what you're doing is illegal, just by going into a new town within the same state. Indiana doesn't allow that. That's what the Indiana Firearms Preemption Act doesn't allow. That's huge. You have no idea what an advantage that is in Indiana compared to so many other states. Illinois being a primary example, our neighbor to the immediate west. But, but, but keep going from there. Look at all the other bills we've passed. Church carry. Do you know it's illegal to carry a gun in a church in a lot of states? In, in, in Indiana, it was illegal to carry a gun on school property, and it still is, but school property was defined as any property on the same grounds or in a building co-owned with a school. So, so many different churches 
for instance, a Catholic church. How many Catholic churches are on the same grounds with a parochial school? I don't know, all of them. I'm not Catholic. (laughs) I'm the son of a Methodist minister. But all of them, I would guess. Churches, Catholic churches, parochial school on the same grounds. That makes the church school property. And it's illegal to carry a gun in school property. And legislators, Ben Smaltz, Jim Lucas, Jerry Tor. So many of these absolute rock stars for your Second Amendment rights looked at that and said, hold on, churches are targets. We've seen mass shootings in church after church after church all across this country. And we've seen some where heroes, like in White Settlement, Texas, Jack Wilson, stopped a mass shooting in a church because he was an armed security guard in that church. And our legislators looked at that and said, hold on, we ought to, we ought to give our, our worshipers, our congregants, it doesn't matter, temple, synagogue, church, mosque, whatever it might be, in our houses of worship, somebody comes in to attack you, and let me tell you, there's a reason there are mass shootings in churches, because there are people that hate you and want to kill you just because of where you worship or how you worship or whom you worship. Whether they're crazy or they're on some kind of religious ideology, whatever it might be, there are people that want to kill you just because of the way you worship. That's not me being paranoid or weird. That's just the nature of the universe, and we've seen it all too often. And so our legislators here in Indiana said, hold on, you ought to be able to defend yourself your family, and your fellow worshipers when you're practicing your faith in your house of worship. doesn't matter what it is, church, synagogue, mosque, temple, whatever it might be. And so our, our legislators right here in Indiana, and this was under the original leadership uh, um, uh, of Ben Smalls, who wrote the bill, and and, and, and wrote a bill, and we got it passed in 2019 that says, no, if you're in a house of worship, participating in a religious ceremony or worship service, notwithstanding the fact it may be on school property because there's a school located somewhere on the same grounds, you can carry a firearm. And we got that passed. Same year, 2019, we passed the self-defense immunity bill that I wrote, and I'm really, really proud of this bill says that if you use lawful and justified force in self-defense, you can't be sued for that. You have complete immunity. And I've since handled a, a lawsuit where my client used force in absolutely justified self-defense. Somebody tried to break in their home, broke a window, was climbing through the window. My client defended his, himself, his wife, and his home with deadly force and still got sued. And under the statute that we passed in 2019, right here in Indiana, not only did we get that case dismissed, we got an award of attorney's fees. The plaintiff who filed that lawsuit under the law we passed right here in Indiana, not only did they get their case dismissed, they had to pay my client back all their attorney's fees. You don't think that's a disincentive for that kind of BS lawsuit to be filed in the future? Of course it is. But that's the kind of positive legislation we have here in Indiana. So if you're out there and you're, and you're inclined to whine 
about our lawmakers. You're, 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 you're inclined to whine. And again, I hear so much of this, including right here on this radio station. Specifically from 9 to, th- nine, 9 to noon, I, I noticed quite a bit. You're not paying attention if you care about Second Amendment rights. Because a lot of good things have happened for us right here in Indiana, and I've been in the middle of it, but I've also, I've also been a fan of so much of it because we have legislators, again, Jim Lucas, Ben Smaltz, Jerry Tor, Peggy Mayfield, Aaron Freeman in the Senate is an absolute hero of the Second Amendment, has done so much. And that doesn't even include getting constitutional carry pass, which we did in 2022, where you can now carry a handgun without without having to go beg permission from the state government to exercise a constitutional right you already had. How awesome is that? We did that right here in Indiana. So sometimes when we talk about what we want to accomplish, and that's what I'm going to talk about the rest of the show, but sometimes when we want when we talk about what we want to accomplish, what our goals are, what our to-do list is. Let's don't ever forget to sit back, contemplate a little bit, and give thanks for the awesome things that we've already accomplished right here in Indiana. I'm proud of them. I've been in the middle of them, and I'm also really proud of our legislators that are out there fighting for us, some of whom I've mentioned, and there are many more beyond that. Right now, we're taking a break. This is Guy Relford on The Gun Guy Show on 93 WIBC. He's a Second Amendment attorney. He's an NRA certified firearms instructor. He's the gun guy. Guy Ralford on 93 WIPC. And welcome back to the Gun Guy Show on 93 WIBC. Let's go right back to the phone lines. I love the, the number of callers, man. We got a ton of callers, and I'm excited about that. Let's go. We got Kelly. Wait a minute. Is this my buddy, Kelly? Yeah. Hey, Kelly and Avon, man. Uh, yeah, you are my pal and also an uh, official with the uh, Indiana State Rifle and Pistol Association. And you and I spent a little time down at the State House this week, didn't we? We sure did, uh, both Wednesday and Thursday. Yep. And I, t- I tell you that uh, the Pro 2A team that was there, I was proud to be part of it. You know what? It, you know, I was kicking myself. We walked out of there Thursday. We didn't get a picture, so we we should have gotten a we should have gotten a picture with you, uh, Kelly uh, from the Indiana State Rifle and Pistol Association. Um, uh, John Weber from NRA, who was there, who's our regional rep from NRA. We had Chris Lee, who's the our rep from the National Shooting Sports Foundation, who's a rock star and uh, has has pushed a lot of legislation uh, through right here in Indiana. And myself from the Two A Project, we're we're kind of the Fab Four, man, when it comes yeah, to advocacy was, um, for gun rights. I, I say that patting ourselves on the back, and and uh, feel free to roll your eyes at that. But uh, we needed a picture because we were all down there, man. We were slugging away for two-way rights in Indiana. Uh, but in the meantime, Kelly, don't let me uh, preempt what you want to talk about. Well, I, I tell you what, um, whoever Gregory was his first name was there for 1084 as a private citizen. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we need to find him. He was outstanding. Yeah, wasn't he good? We, we need to get him on the team. Yeah, we do. It was really good. And let's revisit what 1084 is about because, um, and I'm going to talk more about this here, hopefully, uh, after we get through all our callers. 1084 deals with these credit card codes. 
and a bunch of gun control proponents have gone out and said, we need to code credit or debit card transactions at gun stores because we need to track these things. And a bunch of us have major concerns over this because I think it's a way to identify credit card transactions for banks and credit card companies to actually deny those transactions because they they, they're trying to cut off, chokehold um, the gun industry. Secondly, a lot of people think it's an indirect way to build a database of gun owners or, or, or guns um, in America based on those transactions. And, and for either, either concern, it's, it's a danger, it's a problem. And there's a bill, 1084, in the House that would actually prevent the use of these codes in Indiana to track purchases at gun stores. Um, and and, and, there, and there's a big civil penalty associated if banks or credit card processors try to do that. Huge fan. It's a good bill uh, um, offered by uh, Representative Jake Teshka, uh, who's a solid pro-2A legislator. And you and I, Kelly, were both there to testify in favor of that this week. Yeah, we, uh, we sure were. I will point out, I caught about three more minutes of questions than you did on that bill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and John Weber, who... Uh, uh, was our closer that day from NRA. He he had a total of one question, and I caught questions for 11 minutes. I have to ask, what is up with that? Um, I think we wore him down, though. <laughs> well, I think we did. And I got to tell you, when I go in and testify, and we also both testified um, in favor of uh, 1235, different bill, and I'll talk about that more time uh, allowing uh, that was on Wednesday. I got to tell you, I, I'm sure you noticed this, Kelly. My favorite part are the questions and, and or challenges from Democrats on that committee. There were a couple of new legislators that I hadn't seen or met before, a couple of new Democrats in the Judiciary Committee in the House uh, that wanted to take me on in in, uh, in that committee hearing. And uh, they they didn't fare very well. I, I, mean, I hope that's not my arrogance uh, speaking, but uh, I think that's objective that uh, they uh, probably regretted having uh, taken me on. Well, I um, one thing with that hearing, and I don't know if uh, Representative Tor caught it afterwards, but I said, hey, thank you for calling me after Guy, because I hate following you in these things. <laughs> but one thing, and it was one, one of the Democrats, and I did notice two of them didn't show up. Oh, and, yeah, I uh, saw that. They yeah. left the two new ones there, and one, it was both Representative Jeter and yourself got a got a question and the way they phrased it i'm sitting there i'm saying please hang that curveball to me because i'm waiting for it <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll talk more about about 1235 because that's another important bill um that needs to be passed and and i want people uh wondering what that's about but listen and uh, kelly I'll, let's talk for a minute with you on the line um if people are listening and we're talking about what's going on in the Indiana General Assembly, people are calling in with opinions on on what the law of Indiana should be. Uh, my buddy Kelly and Avon, who's on the line right now, is a fabulous example of of a private citizen who simply cares about these issues, who simply cares about Second Amendment rights. And listen, substitute Second Amendment rights for any issue that you care about. It could be tax-related, whatever it might be. I mean, you you take your hot button, and Kelly, the guy on the line right now, which I've known for years and years and years and years, and I consider a very, very good friend— 
Kelly cares about Second Amendment issues. So he simply, as a private citizen, just another guy off the street, decided to show up when we have committee hearings, when we have legislative events down to State House, who decided to show up and make his voice heard. These are public hearings. You don't have to be, you don't have to have a radio show. You don't have to be a lawyer. You don't have to have any other stat. You don't have, you don't have to be a professional lobbyist. All you have to do is show up, sign your name on the sheet or register online, and you can testify. They will call your name, and you can step up, and you can participate in the legislative process. This is democracy. You know, we have this beautiful constitutional republic here in the United States. It's the most beautiful, elegant, perfect form of government that's ever been. I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm saying it's the most perfect. And it it is as close as you can get. And it depends on citizen involvement. And Kelly, listen, I I know you didn't call for me to blow a bunch of wind up your skirt, but here's here's the basic fact. You are the perfect example of somebody who just cared who just wanted to make his voice heard. You show up and you're uh and you you always tell me you're you're not a statistician, you're a um a statistician with people analyst. skills. And an analyst, that's right. Which is you say is a statistician with people skills, right? I've heard yeah, you say that many times. A, you've but, never met a statistician with people skills, that's for sure. There you go. <laughs> but you just showed up and you showed up time after time after time and you present great information, great statistical analysis, you know, and and, and you're logical, you're 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 forthright. But the most important thing is you're there. You show up. You participate in the process. And you, my friend, have had a profound impact on Indiana law in this state because you're there and you show up. And anybody who wants to be like Kelly and just show up. And the Indiana State Rifle and Pistol Association and its president, Charlie Hiltunen, who I consider to be a very good friend as well. I shoot sporting clays with him. I kick his ass in sporting clays, by the way. But we, <laughs> but, 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 but he's, a, he, he's a big fan of yours as well. And he recognized what you were doing, showing up, and he actually uh, asked you then to become an officer in the Indiana State Rifle and Pistol Association. And you're down there speaking now on their behalf, even though you were doing it for years and years uh, on your own. So People listening, you can do this. You can be Kelly. You can show up, make your voice heard, and you can have a profound impact on what the law is in this state because that's what the system depends on is citizen involvement. That's what makes us a democracy. That's what makes this constitutional republic so beautiful and elegant and productive is the involvement of citizens. So I'm sorry I got on my soapbox, but Kelly, with you calling in, I want to take the opportunity because, brother, you're the perfect example. You're exhibit A of everything I'm talking about. Well, thank thank you very uh, thank you very much, Guy. I do appreciate that, and I, w- I will tell you, I did ask Charlie. I said if if you want to, you know, represent the ISRPA, I'll sign in for myself. And he said, No, no, go ahead. And, and I I was expecting more rocks, not quite as many as I caught this week, but yeah, that was that was a it's a big difference between signing in to represent yourself and then putting something like I, you know, Indiana state rifle and pistol association is why you're there. So it's like, yeah, I know I'm going to catch some rocks coming my way. Well, you know what? uh, But look, Nate, I know you're uh, now an officer. What's your title at, at, I, I am the co-director of government affairs. I, uh, 
can't at this point say who the other co-director is. I can tell you he's a heavy hitter. <laughs> All right. Well, and listen, that will hey, be announced later. Kelly, you're a badass, and you know what? You show up, um, and that's why I love about this process, man. It's about showing up. It's about, and by the way, you don't ever forget, Kelly is also a proud member of the 2A project that I'm the president and founder of. And, uh, and Kelly showed up uh, with his 2A project shirts on long before he had his current role as a uh, uh, co director of legislative affairs at Indiana State Rifle and Pistol Association. Right. 